Gaming History 101. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me from a secret uh, lab with two twin sisters is none other than Mr. Jam Elias. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very good, Fred. That, that just sentence just sounds wrong in many levels, but I'll take it. Or right. I don't see <laughs> right. anything Depends wrong with that. <laughs> well, welcome. Um, so, yeah, here we are. Uh, Gaming History 101, we are in somewhat of our new format, so uh, tonight we are going to be talking about Jam's Suggestion, which is the Sega Master System game Psychic World. So, or MSX or Game Gear, depending on which choice you went for. Well, and I actually touched base with all of them, so we'll talk about that, but I'm guessing you have most experience with Psychic World, is that correct? Yes. yes. Or sorry, the... the um, the Sega Master System version, which we actually did not get uh, anywhere but mm-hmm. in Europe. Yeah. So European exclusive. <laughs> that's right. That's right. European exclusive developer too, as mm. we'll get into. Um, I had heard of this game because you've reviewed it on the website, mm. um, but I did not know uh, quite what it was going to play like, and it was an interesting game. I'll say that uh, without giving too much away and. Uh, <laughs> We'll be talking about it, uh, but uh, also just so people know, we've got some, on the back end, we'll be talking about some news, getting things set up for next week's game club and all that, but uh, in the interest of keeping it topical so that those people who just, uh, you know, are coming into this, let's say you're downloading this five years from now, and you really don't care what's coming up because those episodes are already established, you'll be able to cut the podcast off at a certain point and not have to worry about it, so at the same time, it does allow us to stay topical and be kind of conversational, which is something you and i don't get a lot of opportunities to do mm. we don't get a lot of chances to sit and wax about retro video games all the time so this will allow Shoot us to retro gaming <laughs> yeah 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 well the whole world's talking about no man's sky here we are talking <laughs> about old games uh so um but yeah yeah so As I said, we are going to be handling the games, uh, depending on the game, in different ways. Um, so uh, this is going to be kind of how we'll handle uh, Psychic World, although feel free to chime in um, if you want to make any adaptations to this jam. But uh, oh, yeah. I have a simple question, which is, this was your pick. Mm-hmm. So tell me about how you were introduced to Psychic World and why it, it holds a special place in your heart. 
Well, I guess the funny bit, the, the slight misconception is I didn't originally play this on the Master System. It's actually the Game Gear of all things, which is actually what some might consider the weakest version of the three that were released. Um, essentially. Sorry? Potentially. Potentially, depending yeah, on, yeah, potentially. Depends yeah, on, depending on who you ask. Really. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, essentially, yeah, we, we had this on the Game Gear. This was kind of like the game that me and my brother would play on trips to the Isle of Wight, which is a small island on the south coast of england uh, where my grandparents used to live and this is uh, it, it holds a very special place in my heart nostalgically because uh you know this was a game that was very for the time to me for the time we're talking back in the early 90s here um was very different you know the uh, you played as a female protagonist which um you know you didn't have a lot of that back then really or at least there's not a lot of games i played i thought that was quite interesting and quite different um and i love the fact that it was just this kind of adventure game on a portable device yes i know there was lots of adventure games on portable devices but this is the one that we had <laughs> you know this is one, this is one of those examples this what something that wasn't columns or tetris or you know any of those sort of puzzles games um and it was always just this fascination me and my brother because my me and my brother kept kind of batting back and forth away past the system from one to the other and bearing in mind the game gear um was horrible with battery life you know it took six yes. AAA batteries um double a's six double a's yeah yeah you're country, yeah. double a batteries i do apologize yeah and so i don't even i don't think i think the maximum length was like six hours maybe if you're lucky to get out oh, of that no no, no like two yeah, that probably like makes more two. sense actually. But we, yeah, yeah. boy, did we, um, we, boy, did we try. Um, and we essentially what we would do is we would play this game. We'd every time, uh, which we'll get to later about sort of how the sort of live system works. They're not really lives; so you can just continue the game basically. But whenever somebody died, we'd pass it to the ex brother and then vice versa. And we kind of like jointly play through this game. And it was. Um, we never actually, when we were younger, never completed it together, but it's something I managed to achieve kind of later on um, by myself, which is kind of always oh, sad because it would have been an epic achievement if we managed to just accomplish this together. But hey, uh, That's uh, true. I will go on record and say, though, uh, completing this game is no small feat. No, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it was it was just kind of it was just fun to have that kind of experience um, together. And that's kind of why. Uh, to me that this game is very special like, a lot of people have that game don't they where it's like this little game that it definitely certainly isn't the strongest game in the systems library even for the game gear for that matter but you know but they it <laughs> has <a special> yeah. <laughs> for what it is it's it, i'd say it's a pretty strong showing uh for that I, type I, of I, genre i said and i'll certainly defend it on this show as well which you know i'll i'll, I'll say that I, I think this is a very strong game but you know from sort of opinions that i've been discussing this week with people and um even from what i've read this game is not considered massively highly and it's interesting some of the articles that i had because there's not a lot of about <laughs> about this game actually on the internet to be honest there really isn't uh, no no there's really not to, and the misinformation is a little heavy too yeah, you really have to search the dark corners of, <laughs> to find some people talking about it. Um, but it's yeah, next but, to the One Ring. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, it really is absolutely. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll definitely say as well: we had this game. Uh, some people that like this sort of nerdyish stuff is we had the game boxed as well. And the, the first thing that drew us to this game is the box art is kind of quite epic for the Game Gear specifically. The box art is yeah. different on the Master System. And the Game Gear box art is that you just basically got the bottom of a guy's face with his evil moustache, because of course, because he's bad. And he's just staring... <laughs> gormlessly down at a planet essentially it just has psychic world it's probably you just you just look at this box art and think what on earth is this game <laughs> just looking at it wait a minute that's your box art for the game gear one yeah the game gear yeah huh and i think i've seen that 
You've probably I'm, seen that. I'm a, yeah, I'm seeing the Japanese one, which is very different. That's a more anime looking with the, the main character on the front with her sister kind yeah. of in the background. It has an anime feel to it. I uh, found the one you're talking yeah. about. Yep, yep. That's the European version. Or the, I think you, know, you had that in America as well, I believe, this one. so. Yes, this is the one I put in the uh, chat was the American version. Uh, the only difference with the European one is it has the signature European... Uh, uh, silver or gray game gear like lines at the bottom in fact i found one so there we go <clears throat> but you gotta you got uh, love that the checkered box yeah because that's the yeah. had its um, white mathematic book math book <laughs> box art and the game gear had its gray version yeah it was a bunch of uh, geometry nuts a bunch that's of geometry it, yeah. nerds who designed <laughs> um this for comparison's sake we'll put this in the chat uh there's what uh psychic world on the master system looked like with the big action in the upper left hand corner Um, to to be honest that's good for the master system (laughs) oh yes that that very much is for those who haven't seen it um and uh that's that's lucia on there uh running from what appears to be the first level boss Yeah, Uh, yeah but um but yeah, uh, and I should point out real quick in case people are wondering, hey, the chat, da 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 we are live on all games, uh, yeah. allgames.com, every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come join us. Come listen in. Uh, be part of the conversation. See the box art in the chat. Have all kinds of weird conversations that have nothing to do with the show in the background. Uh, okay. it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And who knows, you may influence a game club or two. <laughs> Um, but definitely check it out. Also, uh, I know for a fact I'm going to be putting this up on YouTube. So for those of you who are getting to sneak peek our podcast for the first time, welcome YouTubers. Uh, there's a whole lot of catching up to do. (laughs) So, um, yeah, this game did come out in our country and apparently it's somewhat known like, like people, people people who are game gear players know it. Um, I was not a Game Gear player per se, although I did have one, but I really only had... I was one of those typical Game Gear owners where I only had, like, two games. Mm-hmm. I had... I want to say... What's the Sonic one where he's on the hang glider on the cover? That's uh, two. Sonic 2. So I had Sonic 2 and Aerial Assault, and I have oh, wow. spoken far too much about Aerial Assault on this show to, uh, to keep it going, but... Um, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's my experience with Psychic World. Although I have immersed myself in it per your recommendation over the last two weeks, so um, so. But I always like to hear the stories as to so why why did you pick this one? Was it an off the cuff decision, or do you because you've already reviewed it for the website? There yeah, is a yeah. Psychic World review live, and I knew some of your story because of that endearing. Uh, review you gave it I wouldn't say it was a glowing review but it was a it was a positively swayed review Mm. Um, and I always am curious why people pick what they pick so uh, was there any pressing reason that you picked this one or was it just because of what you said like just now kind of like what I said but again it was you know this this felt like something different when you go going back to kind of what you said what games you had for the game gear we we obviously we had a few more than that um because you know game gear was quite a fun we we did have a game boy as well but um 
me and my brother were quite fond of the Game Gear because we were big Sega nuts back then. We had um, the original Sonic the Hedgehog for Game Gear, which actually I kind of think, don't, don't hate me, internet or um, or, Pete, or Sonic fans, but I think it's actually a little bit better than the Master System port, but so just because of some of the changes they made to it. Um, the uh, We had that. We had a game called Woody Pop, which is very weird, which I definitely recommend looking up. Um, which is kind of like uh, a, actually kind of, be very careful if you search for Woody Pop. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm safe kidding, search I'm, I'm on. <laughs> so, um, uh, wow, this is an interesting one. It looks like George Washington is attacking a bunch of toy soldiers and a robot with a marble. It's it's kind of like a weird breakout game for the Game Gear, and it's it's kind of interesting. So that was another one we had. We had Prince of Persia on the Game Gear because, of course, you know <laughs> that's that's a game you need on the Game Gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh, yeah, i am seeing that yeah i could see the appeal there it's kind of yeah it's it's alleyway mm. a, lot, a lot of the game gear games um like we had were obviously they were sort of masters and ports but as we've kind of mentioned on game history 101 before a lot of the game gear games and even with this game psychic world they had to be redone completely for the game gear because it was completely different tech and stuff so which was always quite fascinating i mean they they are both based off of the same um uh they are based off of the same technology actually but yes um first of all the game gear had stereo sound whereas the uh, the master system did not uh, it also had an expanded color palette i think 4096 colors which you don't think about until until you make it you know yeah. <laughs> and psychic world was a very different scenario than i would say most games that came yeah. out on the Master System uh, and Game Gear because they were not direct ports of one another. Uh, while they are very yeah. similar, they are not direct ports of one another, whereas a lot of those games were. A lot of your Master System games in Europe look Especially like, at Europe. least to me, yeah. like yeah, like they were Game Gear games that had a market on the home console, so they made it on the home console as well. They just ported it over because you can go, what is it? You can go MS, uh, you can go SMS to Game Gear, but you can't go Game Gear to SMS. That's right. Yeah, you can't put a Game Gear again. Well, you can't. There's no. There was never a like a, a, a expansion where you could plug in a Game Gear cartridge on the Masters and play it. But you could do it the other way around, where you could plug in Masters and cartridges onto a Game Gear expansion to play them on your Game Gear, which is right because a Game Gear is basically like a Mark IV, like a fourth yeah. revision of the the Master System, really, That's right, yeah. as a portable mm -hmm. console. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> oh, but going, but yes. kind of going back, to, yeah, going back to what you kind of said earlier is that, um, yeah, the draw is kind of what I touched on, where this game just looked different, really, in terms of it was uh, a different sort of style. This wasn't a game that we, you know, we had, and it, it, it looked just genuinely quite fascinating from that epic box art, and even on the back of the box as well, um, to have on a portable system as well. Um, it was one of those kind of off the cuff decisions that we made, where you know, my. my but we would get like we, like I just said, we were going on holiday. My mum said, "Oh, yo, get yourself a game. We choose one of the choose a game that you want, and um, that's what we'll and that that's what we'll we'll go with." And but yeah, we it was kind of like a I think we we didn't really have a massive kind of like I think a lot of it was my brother just said, "Oh, that box art looks cool. Let's just get that one." <laughs> so which, to be fair, was how we bought most games back yeah, then. We did, yeah. Um, but it's it's an interesting choice because obviously the cover of the American box art, which will and and the European one, which mm. we'll get to in a minute, is um, Doctor uh, Navik or Navik or whatever his name is, yeah. and uh, and especially if you've seen this game to its completion, which we will talk about today, um, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's going oh, to be yeah that's that that's an interesting choice to make yeah. i guess is what i would say um so 
but, part of, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it later but that's part of the reason why the review that i gave the game is probably why the way it is actually because it's uh yeah it's an interesting <laughs> decision but, <laughs> Well, and um, like always, even though this is a 8-bit game from the early 90s, we will, uh, we will give you the basic plot uh, in the beginning, uh, but uh, at the end of our uh, gameplay, when we get into the gameplay, we're going to discuss each level, level by level, um, <clears throat> and we will also talk about the final boss and ending, um, mm-hmm. and what I will do is I will circumvent in... Um, uh, you know, kind of edit in post at the beginning of our discussion of level one before we start that discussion. I'll edit in in post uh, the the time that our discussion of the campaign ends. If for any reason, you know, you want to listen to it, and you can just listen up to the level you've played and then stop it, you know. Uh, although I don't know the ending, sure, I can understand that one, but I don't know that knowing what the basis of a level is is particularly going to help you this is a game that is much more about doing than telling Mm. i can tell you what to do in this game you can watch a long play of someone doing it in 40 minutes well as somebody who spent seven hours trying to conquer this game (laughs) i can tell you it's about doing and not seeing (laughs) so excuse me um but yeah yeah uh so that is uh, the, the gist of psycho, uh, Psychic World, and you'll find out why we joke about Psycho World in a sec. Uh, so if you don't mind, let's go into a little bit yep. of the development history. So. Let's do it. Psychic World started life in 1988 on the MSX, the Microsoft Computer System, um, for, uh, for Japan only. Uh, It was an MSX1 disc-based game. Uh, You can look it up. uh, And if you don't know what the MSX is, we did do an episode on that. So pimp, pimp. Um, And uh, it was developed by a company called Hertz Software, who I believe self-published it on the MSX. I couldn't get confirmation of that. Mm. But the only noted publisher is Sega, and I doubt Sega helped them publish a game on a Microsoft microcomputer just call it a hunch um so yeah this game started life in 1988 on the msx uh there are some interesting differences uh between them um since we are going to be focusing on pretty much the master system version but also some throwback to the game gear those are more similar to one another than i would say the msx version is the msx differentiates itself in many ways uh but we will talk about those differences um but uh, about Hertz Software, little is known about Hertz, including if the company was ever responsible for uh, many other games. Uh, in Japan, there is still a Hertz Software who handles mobile games and production software. Uh, but if it's the same Hertz, I don't know. Um, yeah. Hertz, uh, that's spelled H-E-R-T-Z Software, which is difficult in America. I don't know if you have it in Europe, Jam, but... Hertz is a moving company, a rental truck company yeah, in, yeah, we have it. Yeah, in yeah. America. Yeah, so it's a little difficult to look up. Um, you can, uh, but they're a little difficult to look up, especially on the internet. <clears throat> but um, the only games listed that they did was uh, Psycho World, uh, which is what Psychic World was originally known as, which was Psycho World. Um, and that was because it has a different meaning in Japanese. So if you do a direct translation, psycho has a completely different meaning in English than its uh, implied translation, which is like mind-based is, is my understanding in Japanese. Um, 
They did do the Game Gear port of Psychic World, which explains a lot of interesting decisions yeah. made on that port and why it's so different from the uh, Master System version. Uh, from I, I guess I would say an aesthetic point of view, but a little bit on level design. Mm. Um, they also did Dynamite Duke for the Dynamite Genesis and Mega Drive. Duke. Are you familiar with this game? I don't know Dynamite Duke too well. I don't know it too well, but I have, it does have epic box art. <laughs> it's, it's got oh, and like, Hecht is like, asking all, real yeah. quick. Hecht is act, asking Psycho, like how do you spell it? It's P S Y C H O. Yes, that was yep, the original yep, spelling. Spell yep. And uh, if you're watching on the YouTube video, um, that uh, I've got uh, the the screenshot from the MSX, and I'll have some playing. I should point out if you're watching this on YouTube, we don't have the images on the screen specifically correlate to that, and that's important to note. It's just gameplay in the background so that you can watch something as well as listening. Because I don't like having a still image on my uh, on my YouTube videos. Um, but anyway, so yes, it's Psycho P S Y C H O Psycho World, which was supposed to mean a world of the mind, but translates to like psychotic world. <laughs> like yeah, you're not quite world. right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, back to Dynamite Duke. You said it has crazy box art. <laughs> well, it's just got, he's got this like army fella, all sort of. Um, what would you say? He's got all his. Um, you know, makeup on like a little black. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks terrible. Uh, <laughs> the Japanese <laughs> one's even better, though. It's like this Dolph oh, Lundgren, like, yeah. Um, it's it's amazing. Uh, in fact, I, I'm gonna buy Dynamite Duke uh, in Japanese if I get a chance. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, Dynamite Duke is interesting because it uh, resembles the NES Punisher game, which I, I have made a video of. Um, where you're, or like Cabal, I guess I would say, where you're at the bottom of the screen. Uh, like Duke is present at the bottom That's of the screen, right, but you're moving yeah. a reticle over the screen. It's kind of an on rail shooter. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I guess it was also on the Mega Drive or on the Master yep, System. Yep, yeah, I've got Master System as well. But uh, I don't know that, yeah, because Sega. Uh, but I don't know that that's, um, that that's uh, necessarily done by the same company. Uh, I, I saw an interesting, easy uh, comparison that, it, that it's uh, Duke Nukem meets uh, Black Dynamite. Uh, while Black Dynamite was around, I don't know that Duke Nukem was just yet. <laughs> and the last game they made, which I don't know, but it's a Jap- Japanese-only MSX title, uh, Lenam, L-E-N-A-M, Sword of Legend. Sounds like a JRPG, if you yep. ask me. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so... Uh, so I would say, on record, uh, I only know... Um, oh, man, this game is anime as fuck. Uh, <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it is an RPG. Uh, but uh, anyway. Um, oh, man. That's your, that's your uh, description. <laughs> it's, you know what? It's, uh, uh, you know what? It, it reminds me of a lot of the games I've been playing for Cron CD lately. Uh, mm-hmm. These first person dungeon crawler RPGs that you just need to know Japanese for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, so, so this is the world for which, uh, Psycho World was created. Um, so 1988 MSX, pretty, pretty interesting time. Uh, Snatcher, I think came out same time. So weird time on the MSX. Oh, and Metal Gear's out at this time too. So lots of interesting things on the MSX, Mm. but 
Anyway, the developer of the Master System version is Sanritsu Denki. They're a little bit better known. Uh, some people may remember Sanritsu Denki and Sega would go on after this in 1991 to create uh, development studio Sims, S-I-M-S, which stood for like software interactive development something system or something. But Sims is well known as an, as an acronym for development of games. Um, but uh, Sanritsu Denki and Sega had worked together to make uh, a lot of games, including Hang On, the arcade game. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a, a popular one. Um, but uh, this company is best known, uh, Sanritsu Denki. Uh, sorry, I, I probably just put those together. So this is where it gets complicated. There is Sanritsu, which was an arcade developer. Then they became, with Sega, Sanritsu Denki, which was basically a porting house for putting certain games, whether they be arcade or otherwise, onto Sega's in-home video games. Which, if you read um, Console Wars, which is kind of my best insight into Sega, even though it takes some creative license, um, that was a big thing for Sega, was to bring the action home and make that as reliable as possible so as to blow away competitor Nintendo, who was always adapting arcade games. You know, they weren't very arcade perfect. Mm. But uh, anyway, um, and then Sanritsu Denki, this offshoot company, offshoots again to Sims, and that's how that happens. But anyway, the big company, or the big games that this company made, other than Psychic World, uh, were Fantasy. Excuse me, Fantasy Zone Fantasy. Gear. Did you ever play this? The Game Gear version of Fantasy Zone? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's an it's it's an interesting, interesting. <laughs> take on it. Uh but uh, I've got a, a Fantasy Zone retrospective if you guys want to check that out and maybe someday we'll play it. Um as well as Gain Ground. Did you ever play Gain Ground? Yeah, I love Gain Ground. It's a fantastic okay, game. Okay, <laughs> I thought you had mentioned Gain Ground before. <laughs> so just for the listeners out there and for me, jog my memory, what is Gain Ground again? Well, Game Ground is like a top-down view sort of action game that was released in arcades by Sega. I do know um, this game very well, yes. Yeah, it's co-op as well. well it, it's, but the Master System version is single-player only, actually, although which is interesting. But yeah, essentially you like pick a character from a list of choices. Um, like you know, They have special abilities. And your idea is basically to either get to the exit, get all your characters to exit, or wipe out all the enemies on the board to progress to the next level, basically. And it's wash, rinse, repeat. It's very basic in principle, but there's something very, very not awesome about this game especially if you play it with someone else it becomes very tactical when you're communicating with your partner to how to kind of progress through this game yeah yeah uh, and and you know what i've somehow i've got this game how do i have this game is this on the genesis collection or it's something on a, yes it's on the genesis collection it's not like ultimate genesis collection uh, okay. That's the Mega Drive port of it. The Master System right. port is not available anywhere unless you have it on your flash cart. Um, I bet I do. Oh, let's do. look at that. No intro ROM <laughs> set. How about that? <laughs> I do love these... that in... Oh, sorry. No, no, you carry on. Yeah. Well, I do love that in today's political atmosphere in America, when I uh, Google Gain Ground uh, Genesis... Yeah. Uh, some of the later stuff I get are Bernie Sanders photos and Ted Cruz, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty amazing. It's like, uh, it's like searching <laughs> Psycho World. <laughs> right, right. Psycho World actually just shows uh, Trump all day. Uh, anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sorry, Trump supporters. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, 
But uh, Rageinator says I have gra- gained ground, but I haven't played it yet. I seem to remember oh, like yeah. really yeah. digging the archer. Is there an archer or a spear yes, thrower? That's right. Yeah, there's an art. There's okay. an awesome like dwarf looking archer fellow in this game. That's yeah. just badass. He is till you get to that boss, that fucking mecha shinobi thing. <laughs> yeah, with the lightning coming out of his sword. Jesus, wept. That thing is brutal. Uh, but it's intended it's really to be, I'm game. sure. Yeah, well, yeah. like I said, it's, it's, game, it's one of those kind of victims of the typical Sega based off an arcade game, so it is overly hard. Although, but they did do an interesting conversion of it to consoles where they did adapt the difficulty to be better suited. In fact, if you play this game, I actually recommend you play it on hard mode because hard mode is kind of more survival based because they give you every single character from the get go. And it's a case of really just trying to get to as far as you can in the game without them all dying. <laughs> if they all die, the game's just over. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't yeah. get that in the oh. arcade version. Yeah. Sorry, um, <laughs> Fortingard's writing in. He keeps getting written in as a guest. So, <laughs> Tiger Claw, if you're listening, if you could, uh, if you could please uh, <laughs> uh, remove Fortingard from the uh, from the list. You know what? We're gonna ask him to do that, and then Fortingard's gonna be on for the Kingdom Hearts thing. But... <laughs> I know that's funny, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, and Game Ground was everywhere. Believe it or not, uh, it's on the Super CD. So at some point, I'll be playing it yeah. for Cron CD as well. Um, I, I get the feeling this will be one of those games I can play and understand as opposed to a majority of what I'm playing right now. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, so that is uh, kind of where Psychic World comes from. Um, again, I think we're going to, if you don't mind, Jam, I focused a lot on the Master System for this playthrough, but we will get into the Game Gear and MSX yeah. versions. I just think that the Master System is a really good concrete way to discuss this game in its entirety yes. and its mechanics. Um, and then you can go with the other ones because, like for example, Game Gear with some of the gameplay mechanics has to make some concessions like you pause the game to switch abilities that kind of takes away from some of the things you do in this game like some of the frantic nature of this game is switching your abilities at will um and i'm not gonna lie msx it emulates well uh but it's difficult to do disc swaps or i just don't have enough knowledge so i was playing it on the blue msx emulator uh, yeah. And it's 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 difficult to get too far in the game. Plus, that game is drastically different than the Game Gear and Master System. Very which different, I, yeah. Right. And if anything, the Game Gear version or the Master System version would be what most people grew up playing in, in, in our it's Western world. Yeah, so. well. yeah, yeah. So um, we're not in spoiler territory yet, so don't worry. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, Let's talk now, Jam. Uh, you want to introduce us to the plot? I gave like a plot synopsis, but you yeah, can yeah. wax however you want to. But what what's this game uh, about from a from a sta- from a storyline perspective? Well, I'll, 
I'll just go from the notes that you've got here because I think it sums it kind of up perfectly, really, which is, um, it actually makes me laugh that we're about, about to talk about it. The game is basically, it's set in the year 19xx because some of the very few discussions on the internet do call this like some sort of hybrid Mega Man ripoff, which I kind of really disagree with, actually. I don't really think this has much similar to Mega Man, apart from the sense that it has shooty mechanics. No, but I do want to identify and discard that uh, misappropriation uh, when we get there, especially as a a massive Mega Man fan. I don't even think I would consider it a semantic debate to say it's it's Mega Man, but... Yeah, I don't know why the 19XX... Don't they even not even say it's 19XX in Mega Man until Mega Man X? Before that, I thought it was 20XX. Maybe I'm thinking yeah, of well, the reverse. That's what I thought it was 20XX. So but um, anyway, so it, regardless, the game is set in 19XX uh, because 90s. <laughs> so, so right, this is, right. This is in the past now. <laughs> so, uh, yes, um, no matter what. <laughs> so the game is set in a remote laboratory, which three scientists there's doctor's name wrong uh, i was just trying to say the lead scientist name doctor is it navic i call him navic but is, is it or is it canavic no i think it's navic to... it's spelled k-n-a-v-i-k for the listeners the out k, there yeah the k is silent <laughs> so, yes so you got this fella uh dr navic and um so and he's got these assistants you know that uh, the sister assistants say cecile and lucia and uh, yeah and i said stud- twins earlier i should point out they're not twins no, 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 no. I don't no. believe. Did we say twins? Oh, oh no, we did, didn't we? Yeah, I said go. twins. I said you <laughs> yeah. were hanging out with twins. Jam Absolutely. hangs out with twins, but yeah, they're not twins in this fun. game. <laughs> <laughs> so they are studying ESP, which is, uh, is extra sensory perception. Is that what, they, what they're going for here? It's not not in clar- this game. Yeah, I was going to say it's not uh, clarified, but that's what it actually means. It just says ESP. But... Yes, in this game, it means like an energy that grants uh, weapons and abilities. Yeah. Um, but yes, but, yeah, yeah, kind of like you're just nailing there, which is which in this unit, you gradually use uh, various weapons abilities as opposed to the true meaning of existential perception. So, um, which you know, lots of telepathy, precognition, sixth sense, those sort of crazy things that make my brain hurt. But <laughs> that's right, that's right. So anyway, they're they're studying. You know, they're they're doing what scientists do. You know, study. You know, doing the important subjects in 19xx. Yeah, you uh, know, they're what, holding up cards and trying to see if somebody can see what symbols on the other side. And if they don't, they shock them and then they fuck the other one. That was a Ghostbusters <laughs> yeah. joke. Sorry, but uh, anyway, right, yeah. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen the beginning of the original Ghostbusters, that's where that joke comes from. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but. So um, an explosion happens in this lab, essentially. But um, fortunately, Lucy is far from this explosion. I'm not quite sure where she is at the time. But oh, the, actually, in the MSX, they tell you she's <laughs> getting ready. You actually oh, get to see ready. her <laughs> getting dressed in the bathroom. Uh, Pentiu! Let's get a panty shot of Lucille, uh, Lucia. Sorry, um, just hanging out there. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not absurd. But yeah, it was just a convenient way to show her in like. Uh, I think she's in bra and underwear, but it's it's conservative. But like, yeah, she happens to be getting ready in her bathroom when the lab blows. Yep. So lab, blo- yeah. So lab blows up, and ba- basically all these creatures that they were studying on have escaped, as well as um, <laughs> Cecile. <laughs> Cecile, your sister, has been kidnapped. 
Yeah, okay, so this is the first part where I'm just going to laugh. Yep. I'm like, wait, 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 it, we're, we're making a quick jump here. Okay, so we're studying powers and weapons, <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's <laughs> monsters we've kept in cages because Secret Lab, <laughs> and they're out. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's, the, that's the important thing. In the that was how the fucking fiction. 80s rolled, man. I know, yeah. <laughs> <Like>, <laughs> and yes, the uh, the recent Netflix series Stranger Things. I'm aware that that that's a good connection, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I do like that. Yeah, just out of nowhere, the the yeah. the screen just goes, and the monsters got out and took Cecile. So they're kidnapping monsters. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like the first thing they grab is like, oh, there's a girl here. Let's just take her. So yeah, don't kill her. Don't kill the doc. Just just snatch. It's a snatch and grab. <laughs> we'll just fly her across various levels. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, which will be convenient. It's also not lost. Well, the irony is not lost on me. Also, that your goal is to start far away from the base yeah, and find yeah. your way back to it. <laughs> so it's like a round the world trip. <laughs> yes, it's it's a very interesting path here. Uh, nobody questioned it back then. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> it's back in simpler times of game design. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. Anyway, so Navik is still, he's still around, um, and he's obviously, he sends Lucia off to basically save her sister before giving her the ESP headsets, um, which give basically enables her to use uh, certain powers to combat these evil monsters. <laughs> well, yeah, so not only have they figured out ESP, but they figured out how to, like, strap it into, um, <laughs> into like, a, uh, a headband. Headphones. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it looks kind of like a Bluetooth headset nowadays. You know what I mean? It's well, not even. No, I guess I'm wrong on that. It it kind of wraps around her head. It's it's on mm-hmm. both sides. Uh, it's got a microphone kind of thing. Yeah, it's got, yeah it does have like a little little dongle bit kept poking out. Oh, I mean, yeah, what I yeah. love most about this is that in every version of this game, the main sprite, they do feature those headphones very prominently on each of the sprites in this game. <laughs> I love this. Clue Drew's listening, and he goes, "Well, evil layer health and safety is going to have a field day with this." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Too true. Um, yeah, it's an interesting premise. Uh, so let's let's say it before the social justice warriors do. Um, kind of cool that you've got a female protagonist in this game. Yeah, um, that's great. I don't know that it mattered much back then, and they weren't... Female protagonists were rare, but not ridiculously rare. I remember a lot of 8-bit games... Not a lot, but a handful of 8-bit games that had female protagonists, and I don't remember caring. Like, back then, I didn't care if it was a dude, a girl, a hedgehog, a fucking rhinoceros. (laughs) Like, you know, whatever. Give it to me, and we'll figure out a way to play, right? I was about Uh, to say that, yeah, this this is back in the same era where we had a lot of animal (laughs) animal sort of... Right? Or Kid (laughs) Chameleon, where what the fuck is he? Um, But... uh, Ninety sunglasses. So. Hell yeah. yeah, the Bart Simpson kid chameleon. Uh, oh god. But yeah. yeah, so so in this game, yeah, like you had said, you're Lucia. You're given ESP powers, and um, and uh, you have to go save your sister. I also like that one, right? The mm, Frozen yeah. generation will be very pleased that true love is actually between sisters and not between a man <laughs> yeah, and a woman. Unfortunately, it doesn't feature a hit song in this one, though. But. Uh, I don't know about that. 
that shit's catchy and it's the same it's pretty much the same soundtrack in all of them the msx does use fm synth though which is a little stronger uh than what is available i think the game gear was capable of fm synth but don't quote me on that it might have just been the yamaha chip in the genesis mega drive uh but either way um they do strip down the the soundtrack uh, a decent amount in in both the game gear and uh the mega uh, mega drive the master system version however it is pretty much the same soundtrack and of course as with all these episodes you'll hear parts of the soundtrack spliced in so yeah. you've probably already heard that now but i am of course going to use the msx soundtrack <laughs> but um but yeah <clears throat> Chiming in earlier um, from Neil saying there wasn't a lot of female protagonists, um, one discussion that a lot of people bring up is they say that the Lucia, the main protagonist you play as, is similar to the main protagonist from Fantasy Star, on the, was also on the Mars system. I think her name's Alice, I think. I can't remember her name. The, the, I yeah, have the main, never yep. played Fantasy Star. So Ooh. Well, if you, just, if you look up just the kind of like the main screenshot of Fantasy she Star, like they Lucia. do look very yeah. similar in that, in that sort of yeah, design. In fact, I will... You know, long anime girl hair <laughs> oh photo bucket you fucking piece of shit Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably a little too vulgar for for what i was mad about but um here we'll we'll use some promo art um but uh here you go i'll pop that into the chat but yeah i mean if you look at it uh uh yeah she's uh she's definitely of that type um and it looks like uh, it looks like she's brunette in some of them. She's red in others, but uh, I believe she was originally a brunette in the original Fantasy Star. Um, mm. Looks kind of like Barbarella to me, but you know, hey, <laughs> Barbarella. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so and so here's where we go with Lucia. So yeah, let's let's delve into the gameplay a little bit. So yeah. Jim, why don't you uh, keeping up with this? Why don't you start with the basic mechanics? And then we'll go back and forth about our, our, our pluses and minuses of the nuance to these mechanics. Yeah, I guess so gameplay-wise, what Psychic World is, it's a 2D side-scrolling sort of adventure game with shooting mechanics. Uh, you do have sort of several abilities at your disposal, which you gradually kind of upgrade and unlock as you go along. I mean, right at the beginning, which I believe I put in the review, you kind of start off with this very piss poor kind of like pea shooter, pea shooter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pellet it, it, gun is is what it, you're given <laughs> absolutely it doesn't give the best first impression really the game because it is ridiculously difficult to begin with because your you know your your health drains very easily it's one of those systems where you don't have an invulnerable period if you touch an enemy your health just drains the turrican the turrican debacle it, yeah. yes 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 but it's so it is um although even though some games don't do it very well i don't think it's that bad in this game which is but we'll come on to that with the other abilities you you have basically two types of abilities you have your your weapon abilities uh which you have to select and you also have some sort of kind of semi-passive abilities which you can select like uh you can there's one completely useless one which allows you to teleport to the beginning of the level which i thought was completely pointless in the game oh gear, but... man trying and learning that one for the first time though yeah don't do it later <laughs> don't experiment when you're at the boss <laughs> there there was one use i had for it in yeah. the ice world uh it did not yeah. help me beat the ice world but you can get stuck in some of these later levels. That's right. That is. It's only in the Mars System version, but I didn't. I found out. Really Why the ne- fuck do they give it to you on level two then? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I, I know, right? It's just. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Uh, to be clear, there are there are five levels, um, each getting longer than the last, um, mm-hmm. and levels one and two especially. But to a certain extent, even level three, you have no need to go back to the beginning of the level. Mm. The um, so yeah, you get that's one of it. That's kind of like the I like to say that is the useless ability that you really, really. I only actually use it like a handful of times playing a master system port because I literally like got dug myself in a hole, but I couldn't get out of it. I mean, it makes in a way maybe the game developers like when they tested the game, they probably looked at it and thought, huh, yeah, there are some areas that you might literally get stuck in, so we should put that this in here just in case. Um, yeah, it gets a little Metroidy. Uh, to yeah. be clear, Metroid had already come out, so it wasn't brand new, um, and it. it this game, especially in, in the early stages, quite linear. Uh, that differentiates a little bit in the MSX version. Um, but think of it more as like branching paths as opposed to Metroidy. So how do I put this in Castlevania terms? This is Rondo of Blood. This is not Symphony of the Night. Mm. <laughs> so, and if you don't know those games, well, maybe we'll have to do a game <laughs> club, goddammit, so somebody will Not play that. Rondo of Blood with me. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, mm-hmm. you know the other special abilities are very useful. Yes. Um, so as well as the uh, the teleport, there's basically the other sort of sort of semi passive abilities is there's like a detonation ability that basically damages every enemy on screen there's one the mm. most important one which is the kind of the restoration ability which makes you temporarily invulnerable um which is the one that most people especially when you use the game you'll be relying on this practically all the time um and that's yeah, why now, i don't yeah I can't tell on the Game Gear one. Maybe you can tell me. On the Master System one, it makes you invulnerable for a period of time. On the MSX one, it is a hybrid of time and um, durability, shall I say. Once you take X number of hits, it goes away. So there are times where you can kind of tank your way through areas on the Master System or, uh, you know, where you're like, oh, I got a long run here over lava. I could just turn this on. If I fall, who cares? Uh, whereas that wouldn't fly for very long in the mm. MSX version. Do you know, yeah. is the Game Gear just timed in vulnerability as well? Yeah, the Game Gear is a system where it's timed. Anything, the Game Gear is the easiest version because the invulnerability will sort of be there even when you change to use other abilities, whereas in the master version if you say to the high jump ability the unvulnerability automatically goes away it's not and you can't use it so when you have that situation like you described where maybe you're farther and you have to do the high jump ability to get out of it you will take damage when you switch over to it because you know the, the two abilities can't coexist at the same time that's true that's true and so you mm. take damage from that yeah so you will take a little bit of damage whereas in the game give and I believe that you can go nuts and <laughs> just have that vulnerability going constantly. Providing that your ESP, which I probably should mention that these abilities your P meter. Yeah, sorry, you're cutting out a little bit there. What he said was these abilities use up your ESP meter because you've got two bars that take up a pretty large portion of the screen on the MSX and uh, Mega uh, Master System version, uh, which is a green bar for ESP and a red bar for health. Um, God, I'd say they take up a third of the screen, would you say? Yeah, probably not that. Well, definitely the Masters version, yeah. But the Game Gear one, I need a bit less Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the MSX. Yeah, I can't. I'm asking you about the MSX version. And I don't know if you've ever played it. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah the MSX definitely takes up a significant part of the screen. So. Yeah, now I will say the MSX does have a cool effect where the ESP and health are kind of interwoven, like almost like a DNA helix. 
Yeah. Whereas they're just separate bars on top of each other in the master system. The Game Gear does the best job where it relies most of the real estate on the action on the screen, although that's a small screen, so you'd almost have to. And then the ESP and health bars are very small bars in the lower right. Mm. Maximizes the space on the Game Gear. Yes, yes. Very good use of spatial relations on the Game Gear. Um, But uh, so... So yeah, so you've got those abilities, and then the last part is your weapons, which get upgraded yes. one per level. Even the other ability, everything can be upgraded. So Sorry, the... not upgraded. Uh, you get a new weapon every level uh, yes. yeah. to add to your, your collection, and then you upgrade everything, yes. Your, your health ability can go longer, your detonation can get stronger, your returning to the front of the level still sucks. Um, <laughs> Your jump can get more hovery and almost floaty. (laughs) Um, But then you do have different ones. So, uh, you know, like in the first level, you've got what we called the pea shooter, which can be upgraded to a decent wave beam. Um, Yes, it gets larger and kind of wider. Yeah, yeah, and I would liken those to like bullets almost. Mm. Um, if because we've already said Mega Man, it's probably planted that seed that some of you who are visualizing this are thinking of the Mega Man pea shooter. No, it's not like little yellow know. round balls. It's it's like dots. It's like true blue pea shooter. It's a tiny um, little wave, just barely in front of you at the beginning of the game. <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, when you go into level two, which is the fire level, don't you get ice or you? Well, level one, you, you after level one, you get the ice ability. After level two, you get the fire ability, which when you're going right. into the ice world. So you have fire before you enter the ice world. Right, because and you, you get ice before you enter the fire world. Right. You get, and then you yeah. get the, what, the bubble gun it's, or whatever, the disruptor. Sorry, it's like a, I don't, know what, I don't know what I call it, like the radio wave is what I used to call it. Sure, <laughs> the sure, the radio story. wave. I like that. I like that more. That's a better visualization. It sounded like and a yes, radio wave, destroy. yeah. Yes, it makes this weird high pitched sound, and uh, it can uh, it can destroy blocks uh, for a lot of puzzle solving and whatnot. But the point is, is that these are different weapons that you can change at will, and I think that's why people mm. compare it to Mega Man. Yeah, um, Mega Man's abilities were more absorbed um, and out of the order, and they were very unique. You know, no two guns in Mega Man are really that similar to one another. These are guns with elemental abilities. Uh, I yeah, don't care what people say. The, yeah, these are all guns that just have different uh, basic RPG attributes. You know, like, uh, well, if you see a fire demon, maybe shooting ice at it's a good idea. <laughs> or maybe if you see a big ice dragon, maybe uh, jumping up and shooting fire at it would be a smart move. You know, like th- that kind of stuff. Mm. So... Um, but uh, so let's talk about the mechanic as to, and then it's and then it is kind of a platformer as well. Yes, it is. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. There are no pits you can die in, but if you fall into pits, uh, and that's more prevalent in the MSX version, you will go into kind of like penalty areas where you have yeah. to fight something or do something uh, that's a little difficult to do and probably drains some life as a penalty. So, mm-hmm. but um, there's no sort of instant so jam- death places. Yes, yes, there are. <laughs> there is. <laughs> Fuck those. Oh no, there's no instant death places. Like, there's yeah. no pit where you fall and they're like, "Sorry, you fucked up." That's why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there are there lives. I think you just die. No, no, no right? you just die. Just one continue. life. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, no, no. That's not how it happened. This is how it happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and you see it tells a new tale. Um, but uh, but no, there's no insta-death stuff, but there is times where you can fall on like maybe an enemy who just stands right next to you and kills you. Um, you know, there's stuff like that. Or you could fall into a lava pit that's really hard to get out of and you don't have an ability to jump out of it yet. Um, it can get difficult. Again, you don't realize how much you miss the falling backwards and temporary invulnerability uh way of taking damage like in castlevania or something until you get this way (laughs) (laughs) where lucia is just a rock taking blood damage the whole time (laughs) so but um anyway so jam the other weird thing is how you switch abilities yes so, so what is, um, what's the control scheme on that? Uh, to be clear, if you've never played them before, the MSX used usually two buttons. Uh, on the emulator and on the keyboard of the MSX itself, those were shift and, um, and spacebar. Be sure to disengage sticky keys before playing this game because you'll be pushing shift a lot. Uh, on the Master System, it's buttons one and two. And was it A, B, or one and two on Game Gear? Let me look at my Game Gear. I forget. It was A, B for Game Gear. Might be. I could be wrong. I'll pull um, it up. Anyway, anyway. Why are you looking that up? It's um, yeah. Basically, to change abilities, you press like down and the two button for the mask system, and then you have to kind of like <laughs> use the D pad to select which ability. Well, you have you want. to hold down to yes. and then use the D pad to move it. This is very difficult it's to juggle really in later weird. boss fights. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And that was in the MSX version as well. Uh, yeah. Let's see, Game Gear is one and two. Believe it or not. Oh, there. Yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, because of there's a the... button one and two. Yeah. Mm. With um, the Game Gear, it was just it was actually just kind of like down and A because it was a different kind of because the the Master System one was using the D pad like how the D pad was mapped and that's how you select the ability. But because of the Game Gear's D pad was a bit more like a D pad and not like a big sort of I don't know what you call it or the Master System a big square. <laughs> really, so well, like on know. the real estate of the screen of the MSX and Master System version in the lower left, there's like a box that has yeah. all the abilities like the so you could navigate that and it looks just like you said like the d-pad or like a, a number mm. pad whereas once you get on the game gear they don't use that real estate for it's that a, kind it's of thing it's a big line yeah it's, so it's it becomes a, a bar at line. the bottom of the screen yeah <laughs> so do you navigate with left and right i, I i'm gonna say right off the kind bat of, i've it's, not played it's the a game bit, gear version no 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 that's fine it's, it's it's kind of weird actually with the game gear because yes it is kind of like you're shimmying sort of like two down and across or down the other way or if you just keep pressing a and down holding it keep pressing it like down 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 while having the two button held you will just select i think it's the first one to the right or something like so it just gradually selects that that's the slower way to do it but it it felt it just felt slightly cumbersome really to to select yeah the one thing i noticed was it looked like it froze the action is that true does it freeze the game in in the game gear it pauses it because and that makes sense with the system limitations because it you know it just i just don't think they were capable of um it with with how the control scheme was as well just incorporating the way it was in the mass system so that many moving sprites at once Mm. like it it just might not have been able to support that many sprites yeah oh yeah yeah absolutely um But but it's sort of it it works fine though you know it doesn't sort of harm the sort of the gameplay. In fact, some people say obviously the Game Gear version is the easier version because you do get a tad bit of a breather if you need it from the sort of. It's also a lot shorter. (laughs) Because some of the challenge, especially in the later levels, is getting through them uh, without dying. 
you know that is where it does take on a Mega Man like role where you've got to kind of try to get to the boss with as much health as you can but unlike Mega Man there's no continuing at the boss and having a life or two to give it another go right um, that being level. said the bosses are very easy uh, in my opinion or at least the ones I played I played bosses in level 1, 2, and 3 I did not get any further than that so, oh, you um, <laughs> would have loved the last boss. <laughs> oh well, see, I've 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 watched the whole gameplay, yeah, so I know sorry, what sorry, they yeah, are. Yeah. But uh, but fighting it, uh, yeah, 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 it looked like he did a lot of damage. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. So, um, anything else we want to say about uh, the gameplay? Again, I think this game stands on its own as its own merits. Um, yeah. I think a comparison to Mega Man doesn't do it much service because one, this game doesn't quite compete with Mega Man in my opinion and that may be my biases but I don't think it's as good as Mega Man but it's not trying to be well, that's, Mega that's Man. What that's my opinion is it's not trying to be Mega Man, it's, it's sort of its own Not little... in the least. Yeah. yeah. And Mega Man was out. It, it it's, it's very clear that Hertz knew of Mega Man at this time. Um, by this point Mega Man three i think is out in japan so it's not like they didn't know about, and there were there were microcomputer ports and stuff so it's not like they didn't know about Mega Man. they just didn't care <laughs> i guess is what i would say <laughs> um <clears throat> not the game they were trying to make uh and Mega Man didn't have hover boots or if he ever did i i didn't get to play those types um but uh anyway so all right so here we go into the campaign if you want to avoid spoilers, skip ahead to 1 hour, 38 minutes, 20 seconds. So Psychic World is mostly broken into five zones. Uh, on the MSX, it's eight zones, but uh, for, for this intent, uh, it's, it's five zones. Gear. So <laughs> What? Four on the Game Gear. Is it four on the Game Gear? Yeah, it's less. Okay, they, so they, it is They fused four. the first two levels in the Master's version together. That's what they did. Okay. Um I was wondering what they did with that. Um, so, so in that one, they merged, uh, what was it, the outside grass area mm -hmm. and the lava level into one? That's right, yeah. So they were, they were one okay. level in the Game Gear. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Zone 1 is Prairie. Mm -hmm. You get dropped into Zone 1 and... Um, Green Hill Zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, it's, it's relatively easy, um, but right off the bat, what? It's an instruction. So yeah, it's like the yeah, right off the bat, you do get some airborne enemies that swoop down though. And they're a little on the annoying side, uh, mm. especially with the pea shooter. <laughs> <laughs> and you learn pretty quick. You can't, it's a scrolling game, which I got to say the MSX handles the scrolling in this game extremely well. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh but yeah you're just kind of roaming the area uh taking out some enemies which are somewhat indistinguishable am i correct about that like they're supposed to be weird monsters i i, I don't think you've seen before mm. well they the, the flying ones some of those some of them are like these like glorified pterodactyls but then there's these other ones that kind of like, like little that's true blimps <laughs> in a way yeah and then there's these white balls that do these weird patterns and stuff uh they do a lot of the uh, in later levels, it's the same enemy, only the color palette has been swapped around, so you still know what it's supposed to do. It's just a stronger version of it. Um, 
Although I will say enemy variance is, is quite impressive. Um, it, it keeps it pretty unique the whole way through. Um, <clears throat> I just, I, I, the, the most interesting factor about Prairie is, yeah, like you said, it kind of gets you started and used to what's going on. Um, you don't really need to use the special abilities. I didn't even know what they were going into Prairie. Um, yeah, and then yeah. made better use of them later. But, uh, um, but furthermore, uh, the, I did like the current of the water kind of pulling you. Mm. There are some weird physics things throughout this game. And that's one of them where the, the water, you get to like a river and the current of the river kind of pulls you forward. So another thing um, worth mentioning before we carry on is that I, what I quite <laughs> liked about this game, I like the little intros in where you, you see your sister being carried <laughs> sort of into the distance and you're yeah, greeted that's with true. this like the, mini cutscene. The, the cartoon cutscenes, which are even more anime and, uh, and blatant in the MSX version, but they're both pretty good. Um, yeah. Your sister's kidnapping is, is, is pretty awesome. Um, and the lab explosion is a pretty good uh, little special effect in the in the game as well, but uh, but yeah yeah yeah. And then uh, one thing that interested me was you get a sub boss like right away the plant. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's and you learn that certain enemies <laughs> will be invulnerable for a while <laughs> because the plant uh, sends vines up and down kind of twisting through the level and if you touch you those you get hurt it doing that. Yep. and you can't damage it during that time and then it becomes the first level boss from altered beast and <laughs> you can damage it during that time did you notice that yeah like he throws a bunch of stuff up in the air that kind of just rains down on you i was like wait they, this did this rip off altered beast it might have that's why sega sega went over there to sue them and ended up buying them Nah, um, we'll just let you make it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, once you know how to beat the plant, though, it, it's pretty easy. But that would that would account for my first death, uh, mm-hmm. first time through. And you learn the very harsh reality that you go all the way back to the beginning of the level yep. if you continue. There are unlimited continues, though. And that so, and that, that, that's only and that that boss that boss you died on was only the sub. Boss, not the real boss <laughs> yeah it's a sub boss that's not the level boss yeah um <clears throat> and so you you continue to make your way through there's not too many new enemies or anything you start getting used to like collecting power-ups uh for your weapons uh you see other icons for you know the plus for the health or your bullets i think is that the b is your main bullets yeah, it's just the. Although I think B is just bonus. I think it's just points. Oh, bonus points. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. This is a score based game, technically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Score <laughs> based. But, Basically, uh, yeah, you, you try your weapons, you had to get the same, you know, the picture symbol that was the same as the weapon, and it would, um, you know, it would expect, it would make, it would make the bullet either bigger or it would be added like an extra line. So you get two bullets shooting out the same time as opposed to just one and then i think it's three in the end it'll eventually become three yes and you can do that with all weapons all weapons will basically yeah, get weapons. larger in their second yeah. part and then they'll have two and then three um but uh yeah and then eventually you get to the first level boss which is really hard unless you go give him a hug 
<laughs> the power you of the support Undertale did it. Game. It's easier. <laughs> ah, nice one, nice one. Um, well, because like with this boss, if you try to fight him from a distance, that's not a good idea because he. Seven. What is he? He's one part lion, one part. <laughs> it, it, this is a hybrid. It's like a lion. Oh, sorry, you're going underwater seven. on me a little bit. Hold on, hold on. Um, sorry, what were you saying? So it's like a, it's like a lion, a ghost, a snake, and like a donkey thing. I don't know what, what that other thing is, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 I interesting. Should... <laughs> <laughs> it's what I love is that the boss looks so different across all three versions of the game. <laughs> he really does. Um, we should point out that yeah, it's weird. The MSX has better overall graphics, but the bosses look terrible. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the Master System has really cool bosses, but the regular animation seems heavily stripped. And then mm. on the Game Gear, it's completely redrawn. And again, mind you, this is uh, Hertz again redrawing mm. their original vision on the Game Gear, and. Uh, those the bosses look a little less detailed um but the overall world seems to be more faithful to the msx version mm. so yeah in truth the master system version really is the weakest link out of these it, it's so weird because also there, there is such advantages to each of them in a weird way mm. i think overall yeah maybe the oh, we're having a breakup again. Uh, hello, hello. My hello. Is that for some reason? What? Is that about a Yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. Hopefully. <laughs> I, hopefully. <laughs> so. But, uh, okay. Here we go. Um uh but uh but yeah so so th so that's the kind of differences between the different versions but yeah you get this crazy beast uh this tri-headed beast fire. <laughs> yes and can you shoot the fire right this is projectiles you can destroy yeah um but the best way to do it is walk right next to him get as close to him as you Literally, can and just, just unload on him <laughs> <laughs> uh i think is the the strongest but uh all right uh hold on real quick anyway but yeah like you said uh going up and hugging the boss is probably the best way to handle it and uh and you blow them up and you get the ice cream <laughs> Love it. blow them up oh you get the, you get the fire Oh, no, you wait, get wait, the fire no, beam no, 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 sorry, I do apologize. It's because we're, we're, I'll think of the Game Gear version. <laughs> so, oh, right, because in the Game Gear version, that's fused into... Yeah. So what happens with this first boss? Is he in it? Is he not in it? Yeah, the, 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 this, this um, server, the, the weird dog thing, um, is, um, is in the Game Gear version. They take out the boss that's in the Master System version, the big, fat, horny fellow who's fat and... Um, Fat horny fellow. <laughs> yeah, which just sounds wrong. Before, <laughs> before you go visualizing what Jam is referring to here, um, uh, that's uh, basically this big guy in the fire level. Uh, well, we'll talk about the fire boss. So, uh, 
So either way, once you yeah. complete the Cerberus, so do you fight the Cerberus, or it's not the Cerberus, but do you fight the big boss uh, in the middle of the level for the game gear, or does he just no, no, get superimposed into the end? Yeah, he's the, he's the okay. last boss of that level. Um, the other boss, the, the one that we're getting onto, the volcano area, he's cut from the game gear version. Okay, so but is is the is this boss like at the end of the volcano area or yeah, is the volcano yeah. area first? Okay, that's that's okay. right because it's interesting because the in the Game Gear version they fuse the two levels. You start in the the prairie bit to begin with, and then halfway through you go down into the volcano bit. But it's still the same level, and then so they're both just kind of like I guess you would say cut in half. They're not as long as they would be on the Master System. Hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Um, they, they, they carry the enemies forward as well. So the enemies from the volcano section are in the Game Gear version. You know, they're just not. Um, they're, they're just only in there for a brief section. Like those fireball gotcha. things. Yeah, and so if you're in the Master System version, but even to a certain extent the Game Gear version, and of course the MSX, you move into uh, Zone Two, which mm-hmm. is um, the volcanic area. And the volcanic area is interesting because this is the first time where, like, you can really see them iterating on introducing concepts to you. Mm. Because you can skip through to the end of this level pretty easily, but you lose out on a lot of power-ups that would help you fight the boss. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you first drop down, uh, you drop down a couple of screens... And then there is like a volcanic enemy in the in the lava, just spewing forth lava at you. Um, and you can jump past him and go through the door right away. But if you go above the middle area, which is kind of a pain in the ass and you could lose some life, you find an upgrade for the ice beam, you find an upgrade for your regular bullets, you find an upgrade for the uh health and i think you find an upgrade to teleport to the beginning of the level for some reason <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's it, that's completely right it's in your best interest to kind of explore the levels and, and not only that just exploring to find the upgrades but killing enemies does usually make them drop upgrades as well so you want to kind of just murder everything in this game <laughs> you heard it here first mm-hmm. murder that's what they want you to do in this game these these are escaped convicts of your lab (laughs) yeah like the buzzy beetle um there's like a buzz beetle from uh from mario brothers uh and he does a lot of damage and he takes a lot of hits but uh, i do question the i do question the lab that is holding these this this giant cerberus monster and a ice dragon that's the boss in one level (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's like fuck it. We uh we found this, but let's work on this headset. Uh yeah, let's work on that. Forget the dragon, the ice dragon. Um you know, what is that uh priorities. Uh, the Targaryens <laughs> took over an entire fucking kingdom with them, but uh you know, who cares, right? Um ask the average D&D player who would, who you'd rather have on your side, an ice dragon or a or an ESP headset. Uh but uh yeah, what I think this introduces you to also is that enemies are going to be much stronger. Most yeah. guys are one hit or near one hit kills. Uh, you take them out in a, in, a, in a hit or two in Prairie. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more hits to take out uh, the enemies in, in, in the lava area. And they, they kind of introduce like there's a fireball sort of monster that can kind of stick to you and kind of carry carry you around if you're not careful, and uh, that can really yeah just... he's a dick yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, they also introduced some new mechanics, such as Lava Floor. Uh, maybe not new to a game player, but definitely new to this game at this point. Uh, you take damage while you're uh, walking on lava, which makes sense. Um, they also introduce... Uh, um, oh, you know what? We forgot to talk about the run mechanic. The really goofy oh, yeah. run mechanic. Let's get, let's get worth talking about. Yeah. So it's... it's it's interesting because you basically you hold a lot of left or right obviously you're mostly scrolling to the right but you have to kind of hold that button down and eventually lucia will gain momentum and just start sprinting but it does take a while for it to kind of hit really yeah well and and there is in the world of long plays you see this guy able to break into a sprint at any moment and i'm like uh How did you do that? He also masters uh, this jump backwards move, which I've never been able to do. No, yeah. Like a back dodge? Like It looked like the back dodge that's in fucking Symphony of the Night. I'm like, whoa, where did he learn that? You know? I was ready for him to backstab someone and be like, okay, now you're fucking cheating. Like, <laughs> Might be, maybe tool assisted, maybe? Doubtful, but possible. Yeah, definitely possible. Um, he has some razor sharp precision on a majority of that game, uh, but uh, using an ESP headset. <laughs> well, then again, a lot of the people who do these world of long plays like play these games, you know, Death, yeah. forever. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so so in the lava level, you you do have some moments where uh, the ground will disappear on you, um, mm-hmm. and you'll want to keep moving with forward momentum. Uh, but I, I think the trick here is you die a lot to learn the level. Yeah. Um, and then you just try to take the path of least resistance while getting the most power-ups. This is Sounds probably the first right. section as well that introduces you to, to deteriorating platforms as well. Mm-hmm. And some places they're easy. There's this part that looks ridiculous, which you'll probably see in the video, where I'm like running across and there's fireballs running across the temporary dissolving platform and there's fireballs falling from above. But it's a very basic pattern and you can yeah, you yeah. can nail it pretty easily. I think that kind of pattern comes back in Fortress at the very end. Uh, and it looks even more impressive there. But again, it looked like a very easy pattern to navigate around despite how complicated mm. it looks. And there's also a right. kind of there's a section where there's a lava flowing below you, and there's these small platforms that you've got to kind of gradually jump across to get to the sort of the, the door. Really, that that looks quite threatening the first time you see it. Yeah, well, and in um, in the MSX version, there are actual like platforms that will spin mm. around and be safe on one side, and then every couple of seconds they'll spin around and there'll be lava on the other side. They're like floating platforms. So those are a weird thing that doesn't make it over to the Sega ports. Um, and, uh, and they also do like pixel perfect long jumps in the MSX a lot, which is something thankfully not really present in the, uh, in the master system or game gear versions. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Like seriously, they do this stuff where it's like, you have to be, you have to do the Mega Man thing where you just kind of, I'm sorry to use Mega Man, but it's on the top of my head where you kind of inch out to the very farthest, like the Tomb Raider thing. You get as close to the edge of the cliff as you can. And then you do the longest jump you can and you barely make it, you know? So, but, uh, and then when you get to the end of this area, which is somewhat maze, like it's not maze, like completely, but there are areas you can fall into where you'll have to fight alternative enemies. Um, and you can get some power-ups out of it. Uh, haven't quite determined if... What do you say? Do you think that's something you should always try to do to get the most power-ups, or that's not really worth the risk of 
Although in this, in this section, traps. it's definitely worth the risk because it's not too difficult here because there mm -hmm. are sort of sections later in the game that become a bit crazy to get the power. I don't think the risk is worth the reward in all cases, but here it pretty much is. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I didn't eventually, but... And then you get to the boss, and the boss is more tedious than difficult. Yeah, this, yeah, this is the only mass system in the MSX version, of course, where he basically like kind of fires. This like is a the line. horny boss. This is, this Jam is the horny was talking fellow. About yeah. before. <laughs> <laughs> the horny but, fellow. I like that. <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a bar, doesn't it? I know. Yeah. Welcome to the horny fellow. Um, but yeah, that, that's my local pub around here. This. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, fantastic! I can't wait to visit. Can we go see the horny fellow? Julie's like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> me tendy you really want to go see the horny fellow <laughs> uh but uh but yeah um but uh yeah yeah he he basically is really tall uh but really hitting him anywhere other than like his legs yeah, which like are top third of him which is really yeah <laughs> does damage and he jumps around he's like house of pain um and he, yeah, he shoots out these weird patterns of spikes, which are mostly just to obstruct your ability to hit him. Well, the, I think the idea... God damn, he's got to, a lot of hit points. Oh, yeah. I think what you're supposed to do is kind of jump on those lines, and then you can kind of get a advantage point and then shoot him kind of in the head area. Right, but they injure you unless you're using the health slash yeah, the shield thing, ability. although it's very useful in this level particularly. Like, mm. I found myself using it a lot. Because mm. um, it doesn't drain too much ESP to either. Mm. Yeah. But uh, and I couldn't tell how the patterns were created. There's obviously a area where if you stand in the right place, you know you're kind of good. So, um, and then you get the uh, fire beam, and you move on to the ice world, uh, which is conveniently named. Um, let's see here, Zone the Three: ice. The Ice Field. Yes, Ice Fields Forever. <laughs> great Beatles song. Um, and this is where I pretty much got stuck. Um, it, it starts to introduce some more mechanics here. So you've at this point now, in um, both the Game Gear Master's versions, you have unlocked the fire ability. But you also already yes. have the ice ability as well. Or the ice shots. Like, ice shot and fire shot, I guess you'd call it. Sure. And you kind of all um, need to use these two in conjunction in this section. Yes, because you can go to where there's water falling, like in kind of like a waterfall effect. Kind of think of, you know, a, a lower grade version of the Sonic waterfall effects in Green Hill Zone of the mm -hmm. original Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, but these, you can shoot the ice beam and uh, actually freeze the blocks and use them as platforming yeah. leverage, which becomes almost essential midway through the level. But on the other mm. scale, there's also blocks that are frozen that you need to melt the fire. But not only that, some of the ice blocks you create, you probably make a mistake now and then. So you're going to have to melt them with the fire shot. <laughs> yes. That... And this is where it was frustrating to not be able yeah. to shoot upwards. You can only shoot left or right, like where yes. you're facing. Mm -hmm. You're not shooting in another direction. And there's a part, it's probably one of the first parts where you absolutely have to, you know, kind of use the ice beam where you're there's this huge pit there's enemies on the right side and on the left side is just kind of like a waterfall and whatnot and there's a ladder above you you kind of got to create ice blocks and jump and it's it's a little wonky in how it creates those blocks and it's possible here to get like one or two blocks on either side and then not be able to climb up either one of them and not be able to eliminate them with your fire ray and not be able to jump anymore 
And mm. that's when you have to restart the whole level. <laughs> yep, which is just, just pops you in a corner. <laughs> yeah, you basically get stuck in a corner. Um, it's not too prevalent. Uh, and there's some goofiness later on where you have to kind of climb certain areas and that uh, i don't know learning the mechanics of that ice beam and exactly what it creates because it doesn't quite work the way it looks like it should mm. it becomes somewhat of an art <laughs> and, then, and then you watch obviously like the long plays of this game and they just make it look so easy <laughs> and the guy's just like you also i i learned something from that long play video that was quintessential that i didn't know which was you can if there if you are standing on an ice block and there's a gap, like a one block gap specifically, and then there's another it. ice block. You can just walk across them and not fall in. Yep. <laughs> Very useful because that platforming jump is a little finicky. It's not the strongest uh, jumping platformer. It won't be taking on Super Mario Brothers anytime soon for precision. Um, it's good enough. But when you're doing those little block jumps, it's really useful to know you can just walk across. <laughs> um, but don't walk across too often because then you'll take off in a dead sprint and kill yourself. <laughs> but uh, anyway, and then you eventually come to what I think is the easiest boss in the game. Uh, yeah, he's pretty basically the ice dragon, which we already kind of <laughs> previewed earlier. He doesn't move. He just sits there sits like Jabba the Hutt. He breathes pixelated fire at you. <laughs> he does, and the effect is fucking hilarious on the Game Gear, especially uh, much better on the Game Gear and MSX than on the Master System, where they actually somewhat do a decent pixelated. It's more, of, an, it's of, more of a haze than a fire. So. Yes, yes, it's it's more of like red mist. He's bleeding on you. He's spitting. He's spewing forth bile uh, on you. But um, you basically and and he. It, we should point out he's really tall and you can only hit him in the head um so what you got to do is you got to use the ice beam to create blocks and then you got to hit him as much as you can before his fire melts those blocks and makes you fall rinse repeat but but it, um, if you kind of time it correctly you can kind of trick if you especially with the restoration ability you can trick him to constantly fire straight ahead at you so he never melts your ice blocks it just makes the boss so much easier yes yes <laughs> um but uh <laughs> um but uh sorry i was reading the chat for a sec uh yeah but the, either way the ice dragon seemed pretty easy i got to him but i did not get that in the capture i was not capturing at the time i forgot to mm. turn on obs and start capturing while i was playing um i should point out that uh what I basically did was I played a little bit on the emulator for visual stuff, and then I jumped onto the master system. So this is yet again another thing where I can't tell you if it's the precision of actually playing this on an actual console or more the mild input lag between like a an Xbox controller. Now, granted, it's the Street Fighter pad, so it looks just like a Genesis controller, but uh, whether it's the, the mild input lag between that all the way through to the emulator into the game, but it seemed a little easier on the actual console itself. And, um, I was able to get a bit farther. Um, but that all changes in zone four, which is the second to the last zone, the penultimate, if you will, which is ruins, which mm -hmm. is very distinct master system to, um, <clears throat> MSX to, um, uh, game gear. 
So the master system ruins is exactly or level zone four is the ruins, which is kind of like an underground cave. Would you say? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. With a lot of mechanical stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. a lot of robotic stuff. Apparently, robots bred in this cave. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have the radio but, uh, wave at this point, and the radio, all the radio wave shots, which destroys life yes. blocks. <clears throat> Yes, and that's very useful for the brittle blocks that are in the, the ruins. But on the Game Gear version, you'll actually start the ruins off in the forest. Mm, yes. And you'll fight through a Hudson's Adventure Island or Wonder Boy style forest level um, or partial forest level. And Zone 4 is full-fledged its own forest level mm. in the MSX version. So, so again, it is it's its like own the Game level. Gear fusing two levels together again. But not in yes, the and that makes though. sense. Well, and, and here's why, I think, because obviously it's a different developer for the Master System version, whereas I'm betting Hertz thought that Forest was a cool enough level. It is a cool level. I only got to see it. I didn't get to it. Um, again, that was on disc two, and I wasn't able to figure out how to swap discs uh, without losing my progress. <laughs> um, but it was all in Japanese, too. There is a fan translation, but I didn't hunt it down, so I played the game in Japanese. Um, <clears throat> but... Uh, um, but basically, yeah, so it's forest, it's ruins, and then uh, for the most part, you know, it, level five, zone five is the ruins. So you enter into these, and Jam, I'm going to actually have you talk a little bit more about it. I've seen this level, uh, so there's a little more puzzle solving and uh, a lot more risk-reward on the power-ups. Yes. Um, but I didn't actually play through it, so I wanted. I was hoping you could speak a little bit to playing through this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, Ruin Levels introduces, again, this is like the game, uh, typical kind of style where it's introducing more mechanics. There's certainly a lot more sort of quicker, I wouldn't say instant deaths, but quicker deaths. They put a lot more traps in there. There's kind of like boulders that will shoot around you. There's these big kind of really dense sort of lightsaber-like beams in this level that will like tear you apart if you just so much as touch them. And especially in the Master System port of this game where you can't have two sort of abilities going at the same time so you can't have restoration and the high jump ability probably should mention yeah you got the high jump ability in this um, level as well which just makes you float kind of into the air yeah yeah you kind of you kind of zero g for a second you master chief it up yeah it's quite clever actually because it's because you need to get good with it as well because not this level but the level after you have to kind of get this um, time it right so you use you basically if you hold down the jump button or the two button you will float kind of upwards but when you let go of it you will descend but if you time it right you can kind of get this good flow going um, which like I said which becomes essential later um, there, so you, you're using kind of this ability the high jump and the radio wave kind of in conjunction you have to there's a few light puzzle elements in this game as well so like those big beams that I was talking about you have to kind of destroy blocks to make those beams descend and get out of the way so that you can progress in the level and as we were mentioning right at the beginning well earlier in the podcast mm-hmm. this is another example of an area where you might have to use the go back to the start ability because there are some sections where you will just be stuck in a corner there's a really unfair section in this level on the mars system where you're you're clearly supposed to take out some of those blocks but it's very subtle and it's not clear that's what you're supposed to do you advance down the level you basically see it on the opposite end of the screen you're going downwards and then you're coming back up the other end of the screen later but if you haven't destroyed those blocks you can't progress yeah <laughs> it's the sierra backwards. games dilemma yeah mm. yeah i heard about that yeah 
and it's so I, I did have to use the restart ability which i never did on the game gear version and the game gear version certainly is a lot more in in this section is is very much more simplistic they don't have these kind of killer beams although they do sort of up the enemy count actually on the game gear not on the same screen at once but they sort of they seem to just add more enemies as opposed to put these def, definitely hazards um on the screens mm-hmm. once um the the bosses also changed as well at the the end of this game um the end of this level sorry in the ruins in the master system version it's got again it's this like it's this giant robot that's behind kind of like this big beam and you have to use the high jump ability in conjunction with the radio waves to kind of hit him at just the right moment but at the same time there's these yeah because he holds balls. a pearl in front of his head and then yeah. Yeah, and there's giant balls on the screen. There's just balls everywhere, and you're just dodging balls. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're yeah. all moving around trying to kill you. Um, and each time those balls touch you, which can be avoided, um, but it, it seemed like it did a lot of damage. You During this level, you unlock this the final kind of shooting ability which is almost like this weird freeze ability, so you can use that to freeze those balls temporarily. Um but but you know depending it's but it's, it's so difficult at this point to juggle all of your abilities at once so you know, i think you're oh, should i use the restoration should i use the freeze or should i do this blah, blah, blah. so you think so usually what well, i mean certainly when i was playing i just didn't bother freezing those balls i just um use the i just used the restoration just had that going as much as i could and then when there was an opening seems to be for, the popular method yes uh, yeah <laughs> online yeah on the Game Gear version, the boss is hilarious because he is a giant robot, but he essentially is just like using the force and he outstretches his arm and, and that's about all he, all he does. So it's, Luke, uh, die. He looks a lot more Why aren't you dying? Actually, yeah, Damn it, Luke. It, it is worth looking at, but I mean, but essentially you, this one relies more on the restoration ability and not the high jump. You, you're essentially constantly <laughs> using restoration and use the radio waves to take him out, but it is hilarious just to see the screenshots because he really just just like brings his his hand up and just says talk to the hand <laughs> that's <bad>. that's fantastic <laughs> um in fact in the game gear version i think defeating this bot gives you that little freeze ability uh, to unlock into the fourth and final level well fourth level for the game gear and then the fifth level for the master system version um, and obviously eighth and level the for sixth the sixth level the sixth oh, level it's the sixth level is it yeah yeah, uh, or seventh. Le- no, I think it's the sixth. Le- no, it might be the seventh level mm-hmm. for uh, the MSX. Uh, I haven't watched the whole playthrough, but it's either the sixth or the seventh, um, which is uh, Zone Five Fortress. fortress. <laughs> this is the lab again, but it's become a huge Back fortress. Full <laughs> Side one says, "Don't freeze your balls." Mine got stuck to a lamppost last winter. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. A little comedy there for you. Thank you, sir. Um, so Fortress I watched, uh, right? Fortress I watched, and uh, just to give a little sneak peek, this is like a combination between um, kind of like a puzzle dungeon, like a like yeah. you want to talk about Fantasy Star throwback, like a, like a portal dungeon almost. Mm. Like it's a lot of find the door and get through it. Uh, and then it mixes itself at the end with kind of a somewhat boss rush. Where yeah. you get a lot of really large, difficult enemies. Uh, that's not completely uncommon to a Styanax, which we'll talk about in a couple of weeks. But, um, but yeah. Um, but by this, this, by this stage, oh, if sorry. you've collected all the upgrades, you will be pretty well equipped. Yeah, it didn't seem to be too hard. And um, it just seemed to just put to the test a lot of what you'd already done. Like, there's nothing new here. 
that's true it's, it's just kind of um bringing everything together again it's a lot more i'd say it's probably a little bit more puzzly on the master system version it's a bit more sort of again it's more enemy focused on the game gear version um, okay the, the, like i said in the master system version there is this very tricky section i had a bit of bit of a tough time with where i was talking about the the floating ability the jump ability the high jump ability where you had to time yes. it as they see all these kind of um beams all around the room and there you've got to kind of it, it actually is a very early example of flappy bird <laughs> it really is so yes it's it is a weird thing and there's isn't there like uh either lava or spikes all around it yeah that's right yeah and you have to time it just right and bearing in mind on the master's version you can't use your restorative ability here because otherwise you can't use the high jump ability so you really have to just get that 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 feel just right just get it right in the right sort of momentum um right and then after following that section then you have the boss rush section which we just sort of briefly briefly touched on whereas in the the game gear spends a lot of time of you really just avoiding beams that temporarily come off and come on and turn off during this level um mm -hmm. it's it's not as it has the boss rush section as well i should probably point out a lot of the boss um the mini bosses are the old sub bosses through the previous levels so you like reflight you refight right. the um like the mini grim reapers in the ruin section and the flower i think comes back and then there's this little gremlin yep. from the ice level that turns the big up. red guy uh yeah. the big red guy you get behind and shoot his back yeah stuff like that but you have the high jump now so he's a lot easier yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> But yeah, and uh, eventually, isn't doesn't one of those guys hide the key to the end? Yeah, you have to defeat the yeah. They, so you have to. I mean, you have to. I think uh, you might have to defeat all of, all of the, the sub bosses to basically. Yeah, and they really the don't often give you drops, which is the interesting mm -hmm. thing. So. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not like you. You, you, you usually would get from a boss like a health drop or some sort of drop, and you really don't get a drop from, mm -hmm. uh, from those um, in, in in this level. Like I saw when I was watching him play. I think out of the four or five guys he defeated, he got like one or two drops. So that's right. Yeah. You don't you don't get a drop. Whereas <laughs> when you fought these bosses to begin with, they usually drop you a brand new um, ability or item. Mm hmm. Yeah. So and then uh, and then it's the the end of the line. Mm -hmm. uh, you basically navigate like a weird corkscrewy room with um, timed beams. Yep. <laughs> and you take on Mother Brain, like for lack of a better term. <laughs> well, I don't, just before that, you 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 find your sister, and she's all you you, you know. She's oh, is that in that same room? Yeah, but the, the, you go through that. Like I said, you go through the um, the section. You're right. You know, you're right. The yeah, bear yeah. belts, and then you you meet your sister. It's like a very brief cut scene where you kind of speak. You're like to her. Cecile, and she's like, "I'll kill you." <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. She's a robot, and she attacks so. you. Mm. Um, and I'm guessing you can kill her, but I'm guessing that'll give you a game over. I think so. Yeah, because I think I remember I remember doing that. Um, but yeah, you, you, she's quite tough as well. So you really need to put your restoration ability on like straight away. Otherwise, she will just wreck you. <laughs> In the long place thing, he shot uh, a couple of ice beams, and she became a block for a second. You yeah, yeah, she had the free freeze her. That you, you, it help, you have to. I think you have to do that. Well, you don't have to. You can either use the the, the freeze ability to temporarily freeze her, or you can use the hydro ability just to avoid her. And then the the idea is you got to just go over her head, and then you have to go through this kind of section where you got to avoid some more obstacles kill a few enemies and as you kind of you go you kind of come up behind her and you notice she's attached to this big brain basically yeah this and, core so to speak mm, in a jar and, and you have to like shatter the jar and then damage it 
and th- this is a pain in the this this takes a while because you have to use a combination yeah. of all of the weapons you've unlocked to this point so you have to like use each weapon sparingly <laughs> to damage this brain <laughs> Very, yeah, very cause don't you like? Yeah, because you use like the radio beam to like shatter it, and then I saw him switching to, keep, to hot and cold and... between them all. So you have to go like you go radio beam, freeze beam, regular beam, fire beam, freeze beam. <laughs> it takes oh, a what while. a pain in the ass! Yeah, and then you defeat it, and you kind of think it's the end of the game, or at least I think you're intended like, eh, to save the sister. <laughs> and you're like, yay! And she goes, yay! We're all good. And who's the man behind it? Bum bum oh, bum! Doctor Navik, you prick! You just, oh, oh wow, the guy who hasn't been in the game at all suddenly comes back. Not the guy who was our mentor. No. We should point out that the Mother Brain is actually the end of the core game as well, because this next this last bit. Yes. Is completely this stupid. next bit is fucking <laughs> Ultraman as shit. It's. I mean, this game couldn't get any more Japanese if it finished with like, hey, hey, let's go, kakasaru. You know, like, I mean, it gets that crazy because he ends up revealing himself to be an alien life force. Yeah, that's right. He gets, he dons this green (laughs) super armor. (laughs) You glow. What? Do you remember the Giver? That was like a manga back in the day. Yes, like, yes, he just... does look like the Giver. Yeah, like this weird hybrid of like a, a neon green Giver. He leaps up. You glow, of course, like you do, and you do the huge like thigh leap and um, jump into the air. And you guys literally float upwards in the exactly. uh, Master System version with uh, parallax scrolling like in a vertical parallax with like girders and stuff on either side. And he does like dash attacks at you while you jump kick at him. <laughs> I have yeah, no idea how you'd play that part. <laughs> I, I still don't really get it, but from the footage I've watched, it, it seems to be what you're supposed to do in this section is you're supposed to hit okay. him more than he hits you. <laughs> Fair it's enough. Not clear. Fair it comes enough. out from nowhere. You have no idea this is going to happen. Do you just button mash? Like, how did I, you do did. it? Did, okay. And, and and it just worked out okay? <laughs> Not always, because obviously if he hits you more than you hit him, bear in mind, what, happened, what happens exactly is that you both ascend into the air and then you descend. And then basically I'm guessing what happens is whoever's received the most damage is the one that dies. <laughs> yeah, because if you win, you he ways, lands yeah. into like a shattered goopy mess. Like he doesn't <laughs> break his fall and you land on your feet. I'm guessing you just fall in a similar way if the situation was reversed, but... Um... Yeah, but and then yeah. you just have to restart the section again. Well, on Friday, you've got enough continues, obviously. But by this point, you've probably been drained. Oh, is there a limited number of continues? I didn't know. I thought it was unlimited. Oh, yeah, yeah. We could be right, actually. Yeah, might be unlimited. Either way. But, mm. Either way. Yeah, it goes batshit. It goes batshit for the end, and I thought it was great. Uh. Yeah, and, and then that, that is the end of the game. You know, if you if you kill him, you run off with your sister, you pray to the stars, um, <laughs> as you do. And Although... Yeah. I think it's the Mars System version teases that there is a, a sequel because they, they there go, oh, is because a... he kind of he kind of shows up in a shadow across That's the, right. uh, so, the oh, sky God, and kind of winks at yet, you. you? <laughs> so, He's like, "I'll be back, bitch." Um, bring my ragtag team of monsters that we kept captive back <laughs> well and it was pretty good because like you're both like oh we have to escape and you just walk to the right off the screen and they're like I know. we made it i said well that was not uh <laughs> 
that was hardly the Super Metroid or Metal Gear, like, get out before the bomb goes off sequence that I thought it was going to be. Um, and then the ending, but, uh, what I love the most is that, especially on the Mars system, you're treated to the altered beast ending where everybody is all ha-ha funny, let's all be loose, and they, 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 they go through the cast, of, the cast of characters and stuff. And yeah, that's true. And then they give you, like, seductive alternative costumes for the, the two girls, Cecile and yeah. Lucia, at the very end. Mm-hmm. You see her in, like, a... like a. Eh, they're not, like, sexy, but they're kind of clingy. They're kind of, like, evening gowns. Well, I mean, it's Cecile. Right. It looked like she had, like, a six-pack going, which looked just weird. Well, but... yeah, I mean, <laughs> so do most scientists working on ESP. You just get shredded. It's just all the fucking... Um, <laughs> but... Uh, and so, yeah, that's that's basically, in a nutshell, um, Psychic World. Um, so let's talk about the differences real quick. As we've already kind of talked about, MSX is eight levels. Um, you can save after each level. Yes, you can save, yeah. So instead of a continue, you could literally walk away from it and come back. I'd say that makes the game probably beatable. Yeah. Um, much larger branching paths. I can only imagine what those later levels, like if you can get lost in them, and I bet you can. Um, but like even like the fire level, like you can just go off on these like three-room escapades and then go, okay, well, I'm dead-ending it, so I guess I'll backtrack all the way over here. Um, really extends out the playtime. Um, there is a cutscene between a lot of levels, like between each level a lot of the times, and Lucia looks a lot sexier. She's a lot more... Um, her outfit's still the same, but they kind of just spruced her up, you know? She looks a little more like a 24-year-old Sailor Moon, you know, kind of like, you know, just just kind of... Just kind of a, intriguing, shall I say. They animate her up. Um, but the game seems a lot easier. A lot easier and a lot more versatile, uh, in my opinion. Um, but uh, and, uh, and again, uh, that being said, the, enemy, the enemy's graphics and especially the boss graphics are shit. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> they look very pathetic. Um, whereas the Master System is kind of what we've already said. Um, with awesome looking bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then the game gear, as we said, kind of hybrids all this stuff. Um, but, uh, and I said back to pretty dumb looking bosses, but the graphics overall are redrawn and look better. <laughs> mm. So, um, any other changes you want to speak to between the different versions? Well, no, I think that pretty much just sums it up. We, we kind of covered during this sort of discussion kind of what the some of the differences were as well. Like, um, Yeah, I noticed get- that. So, mm. yeah. So, um, all right. Well, let's wrap up with uh, reception impressions. Uh, reception, I don't think it did too well. Uh, I don't think so. No, no. Yeah, Psychic World it, didn't spend too long on shelves. So. Mm. But it's not a rare game, though. You know, this, this game can be found fairly inexpensively as well, even on eBay still. Uh, Yes, I was not able to get my hands on a copy quick enough um, after realizing the Game Gear was so different. I assumed it was very similar. But yeah, in America, cart only, you're probably paying six, seven bucks. 
Yeah, yeah, that's you know? right. So, yeah. Um, the Master System version is a bit more expensive um, in Europe. It's probably, I think, about £10 is what you're looking for. Um, and it's about 15 bucks in America. And remember, yeah. you can buy the European version yes. in America and put it in it your works. American Master System and it'll work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, the Master System version was just a little bit more uncommon than the Game Gear version. But but yeah, I, you know, it's, <clears throat> it's, I, I recommend it. It's definitely a game worth checking out. Something that you just might not expect, really. Yep. Emulates little, fine yeah. in, in yes. anything, so it does. Yeah, <laughs> easily to fi- easily found. <laughs> I say it's probably easier uh, to emulate the Master System and Game Gear versions over the MSX because of the disc swapping, the, as you mentioned. The yeah. MSX is difficult with the disc swapping. Plus, uh, there aren't a whole lot of you go and if you want like an entire Amiga catalog or Commodore catalog, there's plenty of places that have those, or you can download like you know Lemon sixty four and stuff, where you can download individual games, no problem. Not so much with MSX. That's a lot harder to come by. So, um, you know, just depends. Um, I'm sure if you look for it, you're good. But it took me a while to find Psychic World, and I had to find it on a Brazilian page. Learned basic Portuguese and (laughs) (laughs) figured out how to download it. But uh, anyway... um, I personally, I played through mostly the Master System version. I liked it better than the MSX version. Um, mm-hmm. But if I was using a controller for the MSX version, perhaps I would like the MSX version better. I was using a keyboard. Um, you can emulate it with uh, with a gamepad, but it's still keyboard-like actions using a yeah. joypad, which is very different to when you're when you're actually using a game that was intended for a joypad. So... But uh, anyway, Jam, anything else you want to add on? Obviously, it's endearing to you. We kind of already talked about your take on it. Mm-hmm. If you, if you um, what's your favorite take- version? Oh, my favorite version? That's a good question, actually. Yeah. I mean, probably from nostalgia's sake, it's probably, I'd probably say, still say the Game Gear version, actually. Okay. Again, maybe because it's, I think it speaks more to it when we have this discussion, because it is kind of what the, the creators kind of made the best of both worlds, where it's kind of what they wanted from the MSX port. Um, I feel the graphics are just a little... I quite like what they did with the graphics of the Game Gear version, where they just the colors just don't blend too great on the Master System version. Just my no, opinion, the graphics but... are better. I feel the graphics were adapted because I mean, it's people talked about it the the relatively easy conversion from MSX to SMS, mm. um, whereas they rebuilt from the ground up the game uh, on Game Gear, and and yeah. it, it sounds like that that effort shows so. Um, so that's good. Also, remember the Game Gear is technically the strongest hardware out of these three. So mm. there is that as well. I believe it's, it's stronger hardware it's than the portable. MSX. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's much later, <laughs> right? <laughs> know, yeah. This was an MSX one game, not an MSX two. So remember that the MSX had just been iterated upon when this game comes out. I think the MSX one kind of discontinued, or the MSX two premieres in '87, and then this game comes out in '88. So. Um, <clears throat> All right, well, let's jump into a little bit of housekeeping stuff for the last five minutes of the show, um, which is good. I like that we have more content than anything else. Uh, we did get a listener mail, so let me pull that up. All right, from Andrew, man with good taste. He says, hello again. 
Just wanted to say some stuff. First of all, Fred, stop being so nice. How can you possibly offend me by not talking to me in chat? You're not obliged to, especially when I mistook the streaming time. If anything, I may have offended you too much with too much feedback, such as right now. Not at all. Not at all. We're playing this game where we both shit on each other uh, or on on ourselves to each other. Um, (laughs) Anyway, second, regarding the PS2 community episode, the multi-platform titles I mentioned were either originally developed on the PS2 or targeted for that console for one reason or another, then ported mid-development. What I'm trying to say here is that a sizable amount of multi-platform titles released between 2000 and 2006 had their definitive version being for PS2. For games such as Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, Beyond Good and Evil, and Silent Hill 3, developers made sure they ran perfectly on PS2 and worried about porting later. And finally, a question. I'm a bit confused at what exactly gives you the progressive signal at all times on the PS2. I use Component and... um, the picture sorry uh i of course had a a chat window bounce in front of my face um the picture i use component the picture looks progressive on every game on my panasonic hd hd tv with only a few effects and small movements here and there showing scanline artifacts i remember you mentioning a good lag free hdmi upscaler that outputs progressive at all times but what about component how does that work again? Um, this works for component as well, so I'll just tell you what it is because I actually have it right here. This was the Video Box HD Video Converter. It's a VGA component to HDMI converter made in China. It's a white box. I bought it on Amazon. Um, and it's called the Video Box HD Video Converter. I don't know. If you look at the reviews, lots of people show comparison screenshots and talk about the lag freeness. That's how I got it to 720. As far as progressive, there are ways to force 480p mode out of your PS2. Currently, I'm using um, component on a non-progressive scan television uh, for my um, for my PlayStation 2, so I don't switch into that mode. And you are right. Natively, the PlayStation 2 will mostly do uh, interlaced 480i very few games supported p again you can force it you can even force upscaling if you want to but i wouldn't recommend it because the hardware kind of struggles with it and it doesn't look any better as we've talked about with upscaling and as i think you've even mentioned andrew like that you're aware of so um but that's the converter maybe i'll try to find a link for it and put it in the show notes um <clears throat> p.s if you are indeed planning an episode about repairing and soft modding older concerts consoles giant preemptive thanks i'm worried about my ps2's drive and i have an intense hatred for region locking pps after checking it seems most releases of jack 3 do not have a subtitle with only one or two releases sporting wastelander all european releases of jack 2 however have renegade as part of the title hmm i didn't there know that. <clears throat> yeah um as far as the soft modding stuff Yes, I've actually done soft modding videos. Uh, I did like a buyer's guide so you can see the different types of PS2s, the different hookups, and what to look for if you're buying one. And I actually pulled out one that was broken and showed how you kind of diagnose it. Um, For what yours is, the drive, it sounds like what mine is, which is a PS2 fat that the drive is fading. So I have a full soft mod guide to put in a hard drive. That's probably the ideal version, but you can only do that with the fats. And then there will be a slim one to use USB, but I show you in the video, the USB is not an ideal way to soft mod a ps2 but it is a way to do it best news about all these you're not opening up the console so you don't really have to worry about that too much um so next week q 
Kingdom Hearts Game Club. We're going to be doing part one of that. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I was looking, and the halfway point seems to be somewhere around Agrabah or the Hundred Acre Wood. Um, Fortingard said that you could kind of go about these levels as you see fit. Yes and no. You are kind of forced into a somewhat linear progression path, in my opinion. Yeah, and Agrabah, when you get to that, like that's the only place you can go. Um, So... Jam, if you can, try to get through the 100 Acre Wood, which is the level... It's kind of a half level right after Agrabah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's we'll put that at about the halfway point. It might be a little farther than the halfway point. So, um, but... Uh, I'm but Agrabah yeah. right now, so that's that's good. <laughs> so you should be good, yeah. So we're, we're both at about the same spot. I actually just entered Atlantica, so I'm actually a little farther in the game. Uh, but I've heard that that's the really that's not going to be in the first half of the the show. Uh, I hear that's the really brutal part. Um, so oh, really? we'll do oh, that God. for part two. <laughs> yeah, and um, there has been some tedium beforehand, but we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Uh, the Definitely. following week is going to be Astyanax. Oh, sorry, you were going to say something? No, 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 no. I was agreeing about the difficulty. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Uh, the following week's going to be Astyanax. That's S-A-S-T-Y-A-N-A-X. Um, so that's going to be the game club. We're talking about the NES version, but there was an arcade port as well. There was originally an arcade game. We'll mention mm. that briefly, but the NES one's the one we're talking about. So I'll try and maim that one. <laughs> Do what you can. Yeah. Oh, it is in maim. Yes. Um also, Top Scores Volume 4 is coming up. It's going to be our September yeah. 6th episode. So come on in. Send your request. Contact GamingHistory101.com or the contact link on the main page. Tell us uh, songs you want to hear, songs you want to put onto that Top Scores thing, anything's open uh, game. And uh, also feedback on Kingdom Hearts, you know, so we can read those on the air and stuff. Uh, again, even if it's not for the first half of the game, just send them in. We'll read them when it's appropriate, but send those in. Um, the PS2 soft mod videos and stuff should be going live this week. It's a series of four videos. One, to identify the PS2 and what could go wrong with it. A, uh, a how to rip games, CD and DVD games, to your PC hard drive um, and what software to use. Uh, then a soft mod guide for the PS2 fat for a hard drive. And then the PS2 slim for USB also, yes, I do include all the software and whatnot and utilities you need because a lot of those websites nowadays are virus-ridden. So I got you covered. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, uh, let's see. Uh, hopefully I'll be getting the Getting Technical podcast coming out. That's the Tech, tech Speak podcast. I should get it coming out in the next couple of weeks. First episode's going to be about, with all of these clone consoles for the Genesis and the NES, yeah, oh yeah, which one, one do you yeah. pick and what what are the big differences between them? The Retro USB just announced and started taking pre-orders on the AVS, which is their 720p HDMI out, all hardware, no software emulation NES for 185 bucks. Uh, it even <sighs> works with Famicom stuff and wow. expansion ports and the whole nine. Yes, 100% compatibility even with flashcards. So it's a pretty impressive little bundle, but, uh, you know, there are different people who think different things of it and every opinion is valid, but, uh, basically it's hardware emulation instead of software. Yeah. Um, the other thing is a couple of news stories. Nintendo power was up and now it's gone. So I downloaded all 12 gigs of all those issues. So I've got them, but I cannot distribute them. Sorry guys, but I've, 
come up with an interesting idea that I'll run by Jam in an email, but uh, of how we can hopefully share some of that content and greatness without breaking any laws and without actually distributing the episodes. Speaking of things getting taken down, another Metroid 2 remake, which yeah, was a yeah. PC remake of Metroid 2, um, was uh, came out. Uh, this weekend and p- promptly pulled offline with some help yep. from the community. Special thanks to Chocobo Mosh Pit, Team Nick, and a couple others. Um, you know who you are. Thank you very much. Um, managed to get my hands on a copy of it. Of course, I can't put it up for download or anything, but if you go on our main page, there's this weird link right next to like <laughs> where the podcast archive and staff are and stuff that says AM2R, and if you click on that, Maybe you go to a file hosting site that may have that game. So just think about it, guys, in case you want it. It has been scanned for viruses if it does exist there. So anyway, something to think about. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, with that, I'd say that's the end of the show. We got to get going. Uh, Jam, any closing thoughts or anything? Yeah, the, the the yeah don't don't get psychotic. Yeah, get psychic. <laughs> yes, no psycho, go psychic. All right, guys. With that, and, um, peace. And, and big oh, horny fellows. Sorry, <laughs> and big horny fellows. It's all about being psycho with big horny fellows. That's the name of the title of the show. <laughs> all right, peace out. Yeah.